Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Anchor is not letting me update my Thursday show that was on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube, but for some reason Anchor is having technical difficulties with that show. I'm going to try to get it to you guys, but for now, enjoy this Beyond Bitcoin bonus episode. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. So let's talk about healthy eating. Garlic. Look at this piece of garlic here. I try to have at least one clove of garlic at every one every day you know sometimes i have three or four i eat them raw just like this and now you can tell you see you're like oh it has a green tip that's not good no that means it's a lot that you want them to be growing you want them to have the green tip like this um there are ones from china that are apparently radiated or something that die and they don't get the green and so the food stores like to sell those because they look nice they're white no green because food supermarkets throw these out when they start growing green and that's when they're the best that's when they're i mean and yeah it burns when i put these in my mouth it burns that's a good feeling man it does it this is help people used to say what is this the natural uh antibiotic i i don't know it's it's good for you i eat them you, you get accustomed to the taste a little it can really burn sometimes like when you gotta almost have to spit it out and it brings me back to a travel story when I was in Mozambique, when I was in Maputo in November of 2016, which really seems like eons ago, wow, that's Bitcoin was only $700 then. The world has changed quite a bit since then. But when I was in Maputo, I was at the supermarket and Mozambique should be one of the bread baskets of this planet, okay? They should be growing all sorts of food, but their supermarkets import everything, basically everything from South Africa. And one thing that I noticed that wasn't imported from South Africa, maybe it came indirectly from, well, it was from China, but it, maybe it went through South Africa to get there. The garlic, all of the garlic was from China. And I saw a box where underneath where the garlic was stored, it says China. And I thought, my God, this is so pathetic. This is so sad. It just shows uh, where statism leaves you, you know, when you're, when you're you're out for revenge, where you can't when you can't ask for help for people who actually know what they're doing, when you kick farmers out, um, you get into a situation where you have to. You could grow your own garlic there, and it would be the best garlic in the freaking world, okay? Um, but they're importing radiated garlic or irradiated, whatever the word is, from China, and it's just, it was pathetic. And this is a travel something you notice when you're traveling. Yeah, I'd like to travel. This is hey, this is the Beyond Bitcoin show. Pound that like button, people. Subscribe to this channel. And yeah, check out the link section below. Okay, what else do we have here? Oh, yeah, I, I've really made it. Another, another sign of maybe things are getting bullish or bubblish or who knows, or that I've made it on Twitter. There is a fake Adam Meister, a fake tech ball out there. I am tech ball on Twitter. That's the only Adam Meister there is. T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. But I linked to the fake one. He is T-E-C-H-B-A-D-L-T. And he calls himself Adam Meister. He uses my picture. 
you know, he's trying to sell you Ethereum or Bitcoin or some, you know, send me your Ethereum. So, you know, one of those complete scams. Well, now someone I reported him, but who knows? I don't know if Twitter's going to take it down. But hey, I'm trying to warn you guys. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. I'm taking. Well, I'm not going to say, hey, Twitter, do your job or whatever. I'm saying I'm warning the people out there. I don't want you guys getting stamped. I'm the real Adam Meister. That's the fake Adam Meister. Um, all right. James O'Keefe of Ver Veritas, uh, you know him. He, he shut down uh, Acorn back in the day. He, he dressed up as a, as a, with a prostitute, and he was the seller of that prostitute. I don't want to use the word just because of, I don't know if uh, YouTube likes that word. It starts with a P and ends with a P. And yeah, he actually went to Baltimore to the Acorn office, which I had been in. Well, I had been in before the, he shut it. He got it shut down. Anyway, now he's got this video uh, about uh, the teachers' unions in New Jersey. You've got to check it out. I link to it below. Uh, but and again, you should not be sending your kids to public schools when you have these cr these creatures. Um, the teachers are just in it for the money. The unions are just in it to the money. For the money, your welfare dollar, you, you as taxpayers, is funding this thing. Okay, it's just well, the the a certain party out there is the Democratic Party. I mean, sometimes the Republican Party. They get in bed with these unions. They promise them all sorts of uh, bargaining uh, advantages. It's completely ridiculous. And, and they help fund the politicians' uh, campaigns. They wouldn't fund these politicians' campaigns if they weren't getting something in return. And it's just a bit, the unions, you know, they, they people complain, they're like, oh, Goldman Sachs is funding this person. Goldman Sachs owns this person. Well, these unions are, are ridiculous. Look what these unions are doing. Um, watch watch these videos. They've, they're corrupt. Do not be part of a public union, please. Don't even work for a public institution, for God's sakes. You're just adding to the well, you're part of the welfare dollar. You're part of the 80% that way. You're not part of Bitcoin, which is outside of the welfare dollar ecosystem. But hey, as long as these unions are flourishing and hey, people people are happy to send their kids to these public schools for some reason. They like the uh, the indoctrination, I guess, or they don't understand that you're being you're being put. I mean, you're not only are you being taught by monstrous people some of the times um, who only care about their salary. And, and, and obviously teaching can be a hard job, but it's not the hardest job in the world. And it's, you know, they, they, they make themselves out to be the heroes of the world. Some of these kids are, you don't want your kids to be with these vicious kids, okay? Or with these, some of these egotistical teachers. Now, there are good teachers out there too. If you if you're really want to be a teacher, start be an entrepreneur. Start your own teaching business online. You don't have to get in, stuck in this public school paradigm where you have to swim with these Dirty, dirty people. And so the kids that are being sent there now are, their parents are irresponsible, have no personal responsibility. Do you want you want your kids to be around kids that are just monstrous, who have no fathers, who, uh, again, are running wild, are, put, are part of a welfare scam scheme sometimes for some mom to just get a, a bigger welfare payment? I, I know it, it sounds really bad, and it is really bad. So... James O'Keefe exposes the, the union side of the public school system. But again, and, and then we people are like, oh, how could there be shootings? I sent my kid to a school with a shoot. Don't send your kids to public schools. Personal responsibility, people. I know it sounds brutal. Again, they're on their side. Well, we're going to talk about oversimplification in, in a second. Because if you don't send, oh, you don't send your kids to public school, you're racist. 
No, just say, I care about my kids, okay? I don't want them to be monsters. You're oversimplifying everything. It's, it's a, you know, I care about safety. You, the oversimplification is a, is a, a form of peer pressure. Um, and it's to make you feel guilt. Like, oh, I, I can't be racist or I can't hate teachers. I can't dislike teachers. But t- teachers are all angels. No, you say no to that. That's taking a stand. And that's fighting this oversimplification guilt trip uh, wor- world that we live in, in the Western world. Okay. So James O'Keefe, thank you for that video. It's linked to below. Here is a Stephen Molyneux had a, a great tweet, not a, a quote from a video of his. Deliver a healthy mind and body to your future. Okay? So that means long-term thinking, people. You've got to have you most reasonable people, and not most Americans, try to be healthy. And so that in the future, they will be living a good life. Because you've got to invest in your body early on, or else it's going to fall apart later on. Okay? That's pretty common sense, although most people don't even understand that. But also in your mind. Okay. Also in your sanity, you just can't be, if you're just a pawn, if you're just a a cog in the machine in your youth, in your younger days, you're going to be miserable later on. Okay. You're, you will be miserable. And so deliver a a healthy mind and your healthy body to your future. So you got to work on it. Now you got to start taking stands. Now you got to educate yourself now and be healthy now. Uh, And another thing, And this is a take on one of his sayings. Conformity in the present is invisibility in the future. If you you conform now, no one's going to know who you are in the future. Okay? You would be a nothing in the future. If you take a stand now, people are going to remember you. You're going to make a difference in other people's lives. You're going to be happier in the future. Okay? So conformity in the present is invisibility in the future. And dudes, I am... I surely am not going to be invisible in the future. I mean, I've already, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've made my mark here a little bit, I guess, but I'm still doing it. I still, I've still got that drive. We all should have that drive. No matter what type of difference you're making now, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep inspiring people because, you know, the minute you conform is, hey, maybe you would, then you will be erased from history. And then there's some people who are like, I don't care. I don't want anyone to know. I don't, I just don't care. I don't want to help anyone. I don't want to, I don't want to be anything. Good. Then conform, be a cog in the machine, watch TV, get fat, diabetes, or be a fool, you know, watch Netflix all day long. I, I don't know what to say. That's not me. And I know if you're in this Bitcoin ecosystem, you're probably a person who's got some initiative. I hope so at least. Uh, all right. So, and this is that little acts of courage add up and, and they're hard to do though. Uh, the butterfly effect here. You have no idea who will see it and who it will change. If you do one little thing, it might affect all of humanity. It might, it's the butterfly effect. It starts a chain reaction all over. Um, and so you have no idea who you're going to change. Uh, and you're going to change yourself. Save, uh, save yourself and then others will follow and be inspired and don't have any regrets. Have no regrets, people. Just again, there's some people that just, they want to fit in and they end up regretting not being the person they wanted to be, not going their own way, you know, being forced into a certain job that their wife made them do or their mother made them do. Um, you know, do what you want to do. Do what you, be an original, be an original and get into this Bitcoin thing. 
Um, okay, so virtue signalers and mainstream and mainstream people come up with these oversimplifications that I, I was talking about beforehand. You, you're against the children. Uh, oh God, what is it? <laughs> yeah, so you don't want to be. They're trying to make you fear, fear not fitting in when they say something like that, that you're alone. Uh, and so you have to say, you have to straight up attack their oversimplifications and just say, they say you're against the children. Say, I don't care. I don't care about your children. I care about my children. And I care. And if I don't have children, I don't care about your children. You take personal responsibility over your children. Don't oversimplify my life. Okay, I've got a complex life here. I'm not here. Don't, I'm not here to care for you. You're here to care for your kids, okay? So get some personal responsibility. Stop trying to virtue signal. Stop trying to oversimplify everything and just get out of my life, okay? Or I don't care about you. I don't care about your kids and I don't care about your financial situation because you got yourself in that. You get yourself out of that. I'm not here. You're not, you're not going to steal from me. Don't steal from me. You're you want a job from Bernie? Well, Bernie Sanders is creating that government job with my money. No, you take care of yourself. Personal responsibility. It's an oversimplification. Jobs for all. Total oversimplification. You're against jobs for all? You're against me getting a job? I'm not against you getting a job. I'm against you stealing from me to get your job. Okay? So it's just the act of saying no under peer pressure. Is, is a courageous act, people, in this day and age, it appears anyway. And again, it's one small move. You can inspire a lot of people. And I want you all to know out there that I do that. I mean, you see it here. I'm not afraid to speak my mind and to, to go against what's cool and what's acceptable, um, you know, what these uh, virtue signalers are pushing. I, I go again. If someone tries to virtue signal you, say no. Just go and publicly do it. You're not going to be shamed by them. Don't just sit there and be a, well, I can't say that word. It starts with a C and ends with a K. Um, all right. So I, I, I noticed that binge watching TV and binge watching Netflix, is this like the American pastime now for married couples? Is this what you've become? If you're a guy, that's what you do with your wife. I mean, that's what your life has become. We binge we watch this series on Netflix. You know, I don't even know how Netflix works. I have never done that in my life. Never. And I'm proud to say that because it seems like a bunch of people sitting on their butts getting fat and being like, well, yeah, I'm married. This is the best part of being married. I'm so glad I got married. And uh, my wife whips me. And we get to watch, uh, what's, the, what's the show about Baltimore that I've never even watched? The Wire. <laughs> Come on. People always get, Adam, have you watched The Wire? Like, I saw, like, part of it once uh, because a married sibling of mine, I was at this married sibling of mine ha house, and they had nothing do to do but watch series at night. So they're like, hey, I'm really liking this, uh, uh, this Wire thing that's about the inner city Baltimore where you lived once, Adam. Because my sibling never lived in the inner city. This sibling of mine never lived in the inner city of, of Baltimore. Uh, we grew up in the suburbs. Thank God we grew up in the suburbs. Uh, you see, again, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that my parents cared enough about their children. They wanted them to live in the best environment possible, go to the best schools. And they sent me to private school too, my parents. They worked their butts off. Okay. They worked their butts off. And my grandparents before them worked hard to get this generation of Meisters to be in a very comfortable situation. 
uh, right now. And I'm, I'm in a super duper comfortable situation because of the Bitcoin, because I was educated, because I was a free thinker, because I got out of the machine. But this sibling of mine was watching The Wire. And so I did get to see part of it. And I just like, I don't, I don't watch the, I don't have no need to watch The Wire, but I lived The Wire, okay? I lived in Reservoir Hill. I did the Buy a Block project for quite some time. Yeah, some people know me from that, from my Baltimore days, okay? And uh, it was uh, it was quite an adventure. Play, I, 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 I put in my time in Baltimore, and I'm not encouraging anyone to do that. It was it shaped my life. It shaped my life. So I don't need to watch a TV series by some liberal. What's his name? The guy he makes all these excuses. He blames he blames everyone for the inner city's problems. You know, it's 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 the suburbs' fault. <laughs> You know, whatever. The guilt tripping is unbelievable. Trust me, I lived among the people, the worst of the worst, the drug dealers. I saw it all. The people who can't take care of their own houses, they're living in Section 8. They have no one to blame but themselves. It's not our fault. It's not my fault that they can't wipe their own butts or whatever. It's, it's, it's a joke. All right. So, again, it's virtue signaling when you have these, these women from the suburbs saying, oh, you don't care about the Section 8 people? Let them go live on uh, in Reservoir Hill, okay? Let them live and Upton and see what it's really like, okay? Walk around, you know, they, don't, they have no idea what it's like to, to be in West Baltimore. Like I know what it's like to be in West Baltimore. No one's fault, it's, uh, again, they vote, and they vote for the same politicians. Literally, they vote for politicians who have mental illness. There's, there's one in, in the 40th district of Baltimore who's mentally ill. He literally is mentally ill. And they vote for him over and over again. Because <laughs> he has the same name as his father. Who, who could I be talking about? Anyway, pound that like button, people. But again, they value, they don't value that they put all of their hopes into their politicians, which is a joke. They have no personal responsibility. So few of the people living in the ghetto have any personal responsibility whatsoever. Oh, let the pop. Why didn't you take care of this for us, Elijah Cummings? Why don't you do this? Or, or Mayor Rollins Blake or Mayor uh, Pugh? You, they're the ones that solve my problem. Mayor Pugh is going to save, solve my problems. Yeah, she's going to solve your problems, really. She came to solve her own problems. Um, and uh, But, I mean, that's the mentality you get. But then they'll, they'll be, it's the people in the suburbs' fault. We should tax the people in the suburbs so that uh, we can have a nice rec center. And, and like, a rec center is going to solve the problem that you can't take care of yourself or your kids. I went off. That was, I wasn't even supposed to talk. I was talking about binge watching and, and marriage culture there. All right, travel tip. This is a travel tip. You can't usually get um, the internet on an air, airline, on the airplane, unless you're, you pay. Well, this is what you do. When you're in the airport, you have your free Wi-Fi. Before you get on that plane, you open up as many browser tabs as possible with all the stuff you want to read on the plane. I just did that, actually, from Denver to Portland. And I was reading about Bitcoin stuff. I was... Uh, I've written tweets. You know, I, I opened a whole tweet thread. I got so much done on the plane. So there's your travel tip. When you're in the airport, open up as many – when you're on the internet, open up as many tabs as, on your browser as possible, stuff you want to read, and then you keep it open on, on your on your laptop. Open it up on, on the plane. Without the internet on, it's still open. All the stuff is still there. You read it. It's great. Um, and speaking about standing for something, I have mentioned this before in, in other videos. There are, there are content creators who just erase stuff. I have never erased any of my videos. I don't erase troll comments either. 
Um, and people are very quick to say, oh, you erased my comment. And, and YouTube could be kind of funky sometimes. You don't see everything right away. I don't, I, I erase spam. But I, and again, I have never erased any of my videos. You can see videos that were totally sounded horrible. The, the audio was terrible. I just keep it up there. Or where it went off the air after one minute or something like that. I keep it all up there because I'm not, people, they try to hide things. It's just, I don't like those content creators because it, it's a slippery slope. Well, well, this video was good. I'll erase this. And then they're like, well, I was wrong about this. So I'll just erase this whole video. No, if there's plenty, I have what, 900 videos out there. There have been plenty of times I've been wrong about stuff. Watch it. Go check out the archives. It's linked to below. I, you learn from mistakes. You should not be hiding if you're a content creator stuff, you shouldn't be erasing stuff. It, usually those are the guys that get into the BitConnect scams of the world, the ones who are pro, pro, proficient erasers. Okay. In bondage to materialism, I have that written down. This country is in bondage, or most 80 percenters are in bondage to materialism. Think that over for a second. Don't press the pause button on your life. That's another Molyneux one there. Don't press the pause button on your life, people. Go all out with your life. Don't, no need to take a break ever. Keep on going. Keep on trudging along. Keep on, you know, there's sometimes they're hard. Some things are hard. Yeah. But even if you're living a good life, don't, just don't pause it. Keep on trying to do things. Stay in motion. All right. So I preached to you about, you know, eating salmon and eating salmon heads and everything. So yeah, we got to practice what we preach. Okay. You practice, we practice. I practice what I preach here. You see him? Look at his eyes. His eyes are going to taste real nice tomorrow. I'm going to eat this boy. I'm going to eat him up tomorrow. Oh, he's going to be good. So this is the healthiest part of the fruit. And he's got sharp teeth still. I like the inner, you know, the, this part, his tongue tastes good. This part below, in here in the cheeks. In the cheeks, you get the good meat right here. I can't see what I'm doing. I got something else. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to eat him up tomorrow. It's a salmon head. Completely the, is the healthiest part. You eat the whole in the eye. Look, Pokey, Pokey his eyes. I, you know, you get used to. You know, it's not gross. Oh, you'll be no good tomorrow. All right, thanks, Mr. Salmon. We pra practice what you preach. I told you eat the salmon head. I'm gonna eat that salmon head tomorrow. Um, another thing, it's so coincidental. I come to Portland, and on their little uh, free paper, well, first of all, on the back of their free paper, it's just advertising marijuana. 80 percenters enjoy it. You know, slow down your lives. This is your 80 percent. And this is all the front is also sort of 80 percent here. Um, it's talking about to bringing Major League Baseball to Portland. Like they so it's again this pressure like to fit into the other cities to be a real city. We need a baseball team. Now, let me tell you, obviously, Major League Baseball is my favorite sport. OK, to watch. As a young person, I became addicted to it, <laughs> to the Baltimore Orioles. Obviously, I have weaned my addiction I don't watch NFL anymore. I don't care about NBA, NHL, and see the, 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 the basketball, uh, college basketball, college football. I used to be such a numbers guy with all that stuff. Now the only thing, and I, I don't want the Orioles. I, I mean, I do know the score of every game, but I stay somewhat detached to it. I don't get too crazy into it. But what I'm saying to Portland, you have a beautiful city here, okay? A beautiful city, and I, and it's safe. Baltimore, St. Louis, Cincinnati, all have baseball teams. They're ghettos, okay? They're dangerous. There have been riots in all of those cities or their suburbs. St. Louis had a riot in a suburb since uh, 2001. Is that when uh, Cincinnati had a riot in 2001? 
all the cities have had race riots, okay, since uh, the turn of the century, of this century. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and St. Louis, St. Louis uh, in Ferguson, um, and they all have baseball teams. So, no, you don't need a baseball team, okay? It doesn't make you awesome. You're still gonna, you're not gonna have a riot here in Portland, let me assure you, uh, in, in a race riot at least, all right, where, where there's huge ghettos and, and all sorts of craziness starts happening. Portland is a beautiful city. I would not worry, you know, the Major League Baseball says you need public funding. You need, so the taxpayers need to fund a billion dollar industry. Say no, say no. If they ever want to come to Portland and there's some rich billionaire who wants to pay for everything and it's so profitable, let him do it. Let him bring, you don't need a baseball team. Be a fan of another baseball team, I guess, if you need to be a fan of a baseball team. This is not, when I was a young person, I would, I was, I would encourage a city, you know, you need a baseball team. It's awesome to have a baseball team. But I'm a, I don't fall into that trap anymore where I, you, you need, no, you don't need to have, uh, to follow a team. There are better things in life. You can be productive. Personal responsibility. You don't need to live vicariously through these uh, sports stars and everything. Again, if you're into numbers, if you're into statistics and you like baseball, then cool. Then follow it. Then, then understand the statistics behind it and become more familiar with numbers so you can be a wealthier person and understand interest and all that stuff. It's I, I guess for real young kids, if they really start getting into numbers, that's cool because they'll, they'll be because of baseball, they'll uh, get into because of following baseball with it, and it's fun to go see a, a game with your dad or, or whatever. But again, there's a there's a soccer team here. It's that's a really wholesome sport. Go in Portland, you already have a soccer team that you got. You know, the taxpayers had to pay for probably. Go go take your son there. It's just as good as baseball. Don't worry, it is. Uh, but and, and if you want to watch baseball, you watch it on TV or something. I'm sure you or on the computer. Don't have a TV. Watch it on YouTube. Watch baseball when it was really great. Watch the 1983 World Series on YouTube. <laughs> Phillies versus Orioles. Guess who wins? Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. And again, the tax incentives offered to Major League Baseball, no. It, that's a nice way of saying you're paying for it. Your money's being stolen from your kids and from you. So don't mortgage their future to have the, uh, the Portland Totems come here or whoever they're going to be. Uh, and again, if, if some team wants to move here and some billionaire wants to build them a stadium, that's great. But Portland is a lovely place. It is, it's really, I, I enjoy walking. I'm walking around here at nighttime. I do see all these, some really feminized hipsters here though. Whoa. I mean, even more so than Baltimore. And they're eating ice cream in the middle of the night from on 23rd Avenue there. Um, I'm near there. I'm, I'm like in the hipster central, central part right now. I'm on 17th Avenue. Um, here in Portland. It, again, it's a very safe city, uh, but it is kind of funny seeing them eat their unhealthy ice cream and become like chubbier, feminized hipsters and stuff. Yeah, dude, if you don't have a lot of testosterone in you I would, and you've got a lot of estrogen in, in you and you're a guy and you're eating ice cream in the middle of the night, uh, not, a, not, not a good, uh, you're not investing in your future very well there. I'll, I'll put it that way. Diabetes is probably your future or death when you're 40. I, I don't know. All right, so Fox News, this is what I wanted to mention last week. Delta Airlines, uh, well, a woman was fined $500, I believe, by the TSA uh, for bringing in an apple that she got on Delta into the country. Now, I have warned people of this before. Uh, our, our, the border control is insane here. 
you're not allowed to bring in apples to the United States. And literally, if you got an apple in Canada and crossed the border, you were just in Vancouver, you bought an apple, and you're trying to get take a bus to Seattle, you can get in big trouble, okay? And so this woman, when she was flying, she, she got fined $500. I mean, they searched your bags for apples. <laughs> they're, pro- they're searching for drugs, obviously, probably. And then they find an apple and they're having a bad day, so they find you five. This is statism here, people. Th- this is, again, I have to deal with this when I'm going country to country, but I accept it and I try. I don't bring apples. I eat my apples beforehand. Uh, I, I, again, that's why you want to be in this. You don't want to be part of this state state mechanism, okay? Try to extract yourself from the state mechanism as much as possible, okay? And was, you don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to be funding all these. Te- you know, the the the, fir- the more people that extract themselves from this, maybe they'll have to shut down the TSA again. What my little part, what I do to make it worse on the TSA is I never go through the naked body scanner. Here's a travel tip. I never go through the naked body scanner. I make them frisk me. You say, mail opt out. That's what you tell them. Now, by the way, at LAX sometimes, at LAX, there is no naked body scanner sometimes. And in many other countries, there's no naked body scanner. So just go through, you can go through the the regular x-ray machine. But the, the naked body scanner, I don't know what kind of radiation that thing has, first of all. But again, it makes them work harder. It makes these TSA goons. And I mean, I don't know why. It's the lowest of the low who works for them, basically. But it's part of a bigger mechanism. We shouldn't have, it shouldn't be this crazy where we're, we're being fined for apples. So yeah, I make those dudes frisk me every single time. And yeah, it they're, it's annoying. But at least, you know, the more of us that do that, that opt out of that naked body scanner, Hey, maybe it'll make a difference and make this world a little bit more free. But again, Bitcoin, buy and hold, that's another solution. Strong hand, pound that like button. All right, so that's an interesting article from uh, Fox. Uh, And here's a point that I forgot to make to uh, Beyond Bitcoin shows again ago. Uh, You might remember that my flight out of St. Louis was delayed three hours. So Frontier Airlines gave us a $15 voucher. So I was not impulsive. I tried, the the point is I tried to find the healthiest food possible in that airport that I would be able to eat the next day. Now, most people are just like, oh, time to go to the lasagna house or whatever. You know, the St. Louis airport is terrible now, by the way, um, since American left. Uh, That side, there's two wings. The smaller wing, the southwest wing, which used to be the smaller terminal, that's fine. The main terminal is like a ghost town, and it's dirty, it's ghetto. The TSA agents are pretty ghetto there, too, to tell you the truth. So you know, there's not that, that the eating options aren't good. Not that I would ever pay a penny to eat at any airport, okay? And that's a travel tip. Don't go hungry to an airport. Bring your own food. Eat before. Don't get caught up and ripped off by these people. But hey, if they're going to give you a voucher that you can only spend at the airport, get make the most of it. Don't be impulsive. And if you've already eaten, like I had, because I only eat once. A, no, that day I wasn't eat. I was in the middle of like a forty-four hour fast because I don't eat the days I go on a plane. So I bought uh, almonds. The, the everything's overpriced there. But again, um, I got the almonds for the next day, which was the best deal possible. So again, you've got. You're always thinking, respect, respect money. Again, I, that, we mentioned that in another show. You know, you, just don't throw money on the ground, throw it away. You find a penny on the ground, you respect it. That's what MGTOW money talked about. 
I pick up pennies. I don't need to pick up pennies or dimes. But guess what they do? At, eventually, you get a bunch of change. You take a free uh, ride on the uh, Los Angeles subway, and you get a free ride to the Burbank Airport or something. I mean, you've saved up enough. You find a lot of change on the streets of Los Angeles, to tell you the truth. You've got all these crazy bums, poor people walking around. They, they can do pretty well just by picking up the change, but some of them are insane, so they, they don't really think logically like that. All right, but uh, again, my, my point was don't rush. Um, don't be impulsive with any of your, your financial decisions. And uh, again, I got a free big hunk of my next meal because I was I didn't rush. I for free, for free. I mean, the, the almonds. That's a it was a big bag of almonds. That was like a a big hunk of the my Monday meal that I had for free. And again, there are people, all the people out there saying, I have no money. Oh, I'm broke. I have to trade my Bitcoin. Do you do things like this? Do you do things like I just mentioned? Will you think about, you know, how am I going to maximize this opportunity? I'm not going to do something impulsive. There you go. I mean, you got to be patient in so many aspects of your life. If you're impulsive, you're going to end up just like a planer. I have no money. You're blaming other people. You're scapegoating people. Oh, the scapegoating. Don't be a scapegoater. Their opportunity is always out there. Opportunity is even out there when you've got a three-hour delay in a ghetto airport. I, I saved myself money by having a three-hour delay in a ghetto airport. And I called um, on my computer. I called Corey uh, of the World Crypto Network then. We took care of some business before the Denver event. We were still planning the Denver event back then. All right, and it was great. Denver event was a great Los Angeles event. Who knows where my next event is going to be? Probably in Calgary if all goes well. Um, but uh, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, speaking of airports and travel, here's a travel story for you and about planning ahead. Southwest Airlines in Denver says uh, all of a sudden there was an hour delay to Portland and a two-hour delay to Portland. But I stayed near the term. You know, I stayed near the gate. You're supposed to stay near the gate. Now, some people, they didn't stay near the gate. So suddenly, Southwest got a new plane for us. So it was on time. After being delayed, they said it was going to be delayed two hours. All of a sudden, it's on time again. So they're making announcements. They're making announcements. All of a sudden, I see this land whale of a woman show up. And she's like, oh, my God, I almost missed it because I was eating. <laughs> she had got, you know, she couldn't just, you know, sit there. And wait, you know, two hours for the flight. No, no, no. She had to go down to the in Denver. There, there's lots of food options in Denver. I don't know what. You know, she had to go down to the restaurant and eat. That's what it. When there's a delay, all you impulsive people go eat, and that's why you end up being land whales and and uh, getting diabetes and living off the government and having healthy people pay your insurance. Basically, is what uh, Obamacare is. Or and again, personal responsibility. This woman could have missed her flight because she was. She couldn't, she couldn't do without food for like 30 minutes or something. She had to have a full meal, sit down in the airport of all places. Again, no planning, no planning. By, and again, so don't, you've no one to blame but yourself if you're poor, people. If you're, if you're forced to trade your Bitcoin. Are you eating at airports? Are you eating at restaurants still? Are you sa are, do you know how to save money? Do you know how to be frugal? Do you know how to defer gratification? Come on, people. Pound that like button. All right. So here's an identity politics video, I guess. Uh, 
link to below. It's Marilyn Mosby, the state's attorney in Baltimore City. And it's a total emotional appeal to women. She keeps showing women in it. Um, and, and I want you to all know that Marilyn, Marilyn Mosby, who I personally know because she lived in Reservoir Hill when I lived in Reservoir Hill. I know her husband, Nick Mosby. All, they know me. They, if you go up to them and say, do you know Adam Meister? They'll say they know Adam Meister. Um, well, anyway, she's only running against men. So there you go. She's got two opponents in the Democratic primary. And, and of course, the Democrat always wins the, the general election in Baltimore because the people, they, they think the Democrats are going to solve all their problems. They don't have any personal responsibility. Um, but no, Marilyn's got this video that's straight up an, an emotional appeal to women. And it works. This is how our politicians are chosen. She's running against two guys, better appeal to all the women. And again, um, and you might be familiar with Marilyn Mosby. After the Freddie Gray, uh, the riots, after the riots in 2015, she's the one you saw on the news. She is the woman you saw on the news. She, I know her. I mean, it's, it's Baltimore is a small world. Um, I've been to her house before. I've been to Nick because of Nick, um, her husband. Uh, but I mean, and, and I, I, I bet Nick is behind this video too. He's a pretty good marketing. He's got a good marketing head on his shoulders. Um, so yeah, there's a little uh, inside uh, inside story for you, for those of you who care about. But again, the main, the main thing is it's not just Marilyn Mosby who's doing this. Um, it's all, all the politicians. They know just to emotional appeals uh, to your sex, uh, to, to your race, to, to whatever. Now, this one's to, to definitely to sex because she's the one woman running. But again, this is what identity politics, politics um, creates these un, unstoppable unions too, these untouchable unions. It's all connected from the, the James O'Keefe stuff is connected to this stuff also. When you're appealing, uh, to, I mean, voting is... The voters are pretty lowly dudes. A lot of them are just, I mean, it's tyranny. It's, what, what's it called? Mob rule with a suit on it is democracy. So, all right, I'm Adam Meister. And yeah, I, again, I personally know the person that, that's running and I don't, I'll say what I'm going to say. I, that, that's what we were talking about beforehand. You stand up for your belief, what you believe in, even if you know the person who's putting out the thing you don't believe in. That's taking a stand, people. That's that's being real. Um, and I don't know if Marilyn or Nick are going to watch this. They should watch this. They should get into Bitcoin instead of being into politics and all this. Not and yeah, Nick Mosby is uh, he's in the fortieth. Uh, he's in the state House of Delegates also now. Actually, he was on City Council when I uh, when I knew him. Anyway, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Help you let, like your little taste of Baltimore. You're beyond Bitcoin show. Pound that like button. I will say hello to you guys in the chat now. Tune back in tomorrow. New show every day. Bye.